Previously on X-Men. What do you want? There are dark forces, Wolverine. Human forces building a weapon that could bring about the end of our kind. But I want, I want your help. Why would I trust you? You wouldn't. <laughs> Hello, Logan. How is this possible? As I told you a long time ago, you're not the only one with gifts. And welcome to Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornellison at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, EC HeroCast at gmail.com. Today is September 1st, 2022, about 4.57 Central Time. And this is episode 126. Eddie, we are here to review X-Men Days of Future Past, and we are not alone. Am I correct? You are correct. All the way from the future. This is... Well, not quite. Anyway. It's yes. our usual anyway. X-Men guest. Yeah, Hello! Yeah. yeah, exactly. Josh Davis, back on the podcast. Follow him at Joshy Knows Best. That's right. And, uh, yeah... Ah, it's a great, great time to be here, man. This is our third podcast in eight days, and uh, third guest. So, good stuff. Yeah, good very, stuff. very, very popular these days. As they're getting around, are. yeah. Well, as the movies get more and more recent, people are more and more um, willing to uh, come on the podcast and seek us out about coming on the podcast as well. They're more eager to talk to you, fellas, huh? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, nobody wanted to talk about Meteor Man, I guess. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was the first black superhero, and people were like, "No, I'm good." That and it was impossible yeah. to find. What about Blank? Man? It was. I had to. I had to buy the DVD on eBay. <laughs> I had to watch it on <laughs> Facebook. Watch. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow. Oh, weird times, man. Weird yeah. times. Uh, Blank Man. I was. Yeah. I was gonna say Blank Man actually. Uh, that was one I wasn't really going to do, but it got requested so much that I had to add it. Yeah. That's a, it got requested that, by John, and then John was, <laughs> and then I was like, John, do you want to come on the podcast? And he's like, well, why would I? You were, but yeah, I had people. This was even before I started the podcast. I told people the premise, and they're like, you going to do Blank Man? Like, 
Wow. I, I guess. <laughs> it's bad, but it's it's actually guilty pleasure for me too. <laughs> but I know it's bad. That's not good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we are in what 2014, so. Yes. We're a few weeks away from our half decade awards as well. I know, I know the. It's all the buzz in Hollywood these days. Yeah, exactly. Who's going like, to bring home the the golden cape? Oh my gosh! Really? Well, well golden cape meme is on the way now. Good. Golden good. cape, absolutely. Yep. Still need back to formula. I was going to drop it for RoboCop, yes. but then I forgot to ask you in time. So. Ah, I gotta shame. get. I gotta get my uh, shit together to get that one made for you. Yeah, I think, yeah, RoboCop definitely is a back-to-formula. The new one, not the old one. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Hey, what episode dropped yesterday? Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh, it was Winter Soldier? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot, yeah, our bank kind of dwindled, and that's why we're doing this so much more frequently now. Mm-hmm. That got some high ratings, two nines and a nine and a half. Yeah, it was pretty good. I probably would have gave it a... Nine or nine and a half also. It's definitely mm. one of the better ones. Well, let's well, see if this can top it. We didn't ask you to review Winter Soldier. We asked <laughs> you to review X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes, you did. And we're going to ask you yes. to review X-Men Apocalypse. Really? Are we Are we really <laughs> going to ask that of him? No, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do if it. If he wants. I I'm mean, a, doesn't have to. I'm a, I'm a whore for the Fox X-Men series, so I'll definitely come on with you guys if you want me to. Yeah. And then you also get to suffer through uh, Dark Phoenix, which I've only heard bad things of, but not seen. <laughs> we'll see when we get there. Look, I would mm-hmm. love, there's a friend I would love to have on, but his work schedule just doesn't work for the middle of the week at all. So mm. that's why. I'm what a little... did you? But um, by the way, what did you guys give uh, First Class? I was curious, thinking about it. Uh, uh, first Class, I gave it an eight and a half, and Caleb gave it a seven and a half. Okay. Shit, I might have went low. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking about that while watching uh, this the other day, and I was thinking I'd probably eight and a half ballpark for that one too. So about about where well, I was at watching that. Well, let's see where this one lands. But uh, what were we all doing in 2014? Oh boy! Around this time, Bro. which is July, May of 2014. May. It was May 23rd, 2014. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, um, I was seeing this in theaters. No? Yeah, me too. Um, job-wise, I think I'm, I don't know. I really don't remember what job I was working at the time. I might have been, I think I might have been working at the call center for uh, HR Block, which was horrible. It might have been around that time. It was either 14 or 15, I want to say. Sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was bad. And I got to the point where I was like uh, taking like supervisor slash uh, like escalated calls, just like the really bad people, the belligerently you know cussing at you people, angry people. That's the calls I was taking when I actually had to get on the phone. So yeah, it wasn't very fun. I got like PTSD from wanting to talk to people on the phone usually. Yeah, I was uh, it was around this time. I checked off another ballpark, the Washington Nationals. Boo! 
I believe they slaughtered the Cubs that particular game, so I'm pretty sure it was the Cubs. How is that park? Mediocre. Better or worse than uh, SunTrust? Or Truist Park, rather. Pardon me. Thank you. Uh, much worse. <laughs> Should have kept them in Montreal. Truist yeah. is uh, one of the top ones. I think Montreal is going to get a team some way, some shape or form. Good. Hope they do. Via expansion or the Rays. I don't know. They got to do something about Oakland and Tampa, though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they couldn't move Oakland. I think Oakland goes to Las Vegas, and I think Tampa goes to... I, I could see Tampa go to Nashville, and I could see uh, Montreal and maybe Charlotte get expansion teams. You mean Oklahoma City? No. <laughs> of course you don't. What a shame. Eddie, if, uh, if Nashville gets a baseball team, are they now your second favorite team? Probably not, because I hate the Predators, so... Oh. But they're a rival of Columbus, so, you know. Or they were, but they realigned the conferences, so... Not so much anymore. Hmm. But yeah, that was what I was up to. And, uh, yeah. Oh, the Spurs were making their revenge run in the uh, NBA playoffs that year. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, and history with the movie. About to win there. Uh, I did see this in theater, and I think once on TV. All right. Scorigami, we all saw it in theater. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just about. Scorigami. Excellent, (laughs) excellent. That's a watchigami. Yes. Oh, watchigami. I love it. Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> Who are the uh, uh, let's see champions? champions? Yeah. Okay, first off, number one song by Digital Download as of May 23rd, 2014, was Problem by Ariana Grande featuring Iggy Azalea. I thought Happy was going to dominate for a good few months. Uh, yeah, I thought so too, but I'm glad it's not anymore. Hmm. You're happy it's but not. I'm happy it's not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Champions in wrestling. In the WWE sphere, you got the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Daniel Bryan, for about two more weeks. And uh, NXT Champion, Neville. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor World Champion, Adam Cole Bebe. And TNA World Heavyweight Champion, the, the Daniel Bryan clone, Eric Young. Yep. That run's still going on. Just uh, basically Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. Right down to winning two matches in one night to become champion. Uh, and they kind of have wild hair. <laughs> yeah, wild hair and uh, two matches in one night. Yep. Other than that, same guy. <laughs> and a beard. Oh, yeah, and a beard. Sometimes. Well, at this time he had a beard. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Well, he's back. Uh, facts and figures. Yeah, gonna well. So budget two hundred million, box office seven hundred forty-six million. So it did quite well. Let's see here. It's uh five forty-six million, six eighty-three inflation, and it puts it at number eight on the list, right below Spider-Man Two, but right above the Winter Soldier. How about that? Nice. Nice. Hmm. Beat it by uh, like 1.6 million. Yep. And uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, you'll be disappointed. Critics, 90%. Fans, 91%. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. That one critic. So close. Wow. 
noted sacks of shit. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Way to ruin a good time. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I guess the cast is what we do next. That would be, yes. We, we've done this for 126 episodes. you think you'd have the routine figured out. Well, I got something else I'm going to add, just so you know. Ooh. But, okay. Um, let's see. It's a big cast. It is. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of have to start. Okay. First off, first off, let's start off with the uh, the most impressive of the newest cast cast members, Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Yep. I would disagree. I would say Boo Boo Stewart as Warpath. Wait, who? What? Boo Boo Stewart as Warpath. I don't remember this character. Was he not the one that uh, was the last man standing in the original fight? He was a Native American. He's the last <laughs> one standing in the, the original fight, right? I think so. I'm just joking. I just wanted oh. to say his name. I, I thought it was a joke also, but you never know. <laughs> That's his name, Boo Boo <laughs> Stewart. Yeah, he was a Disney star like okay cool shout out to boo boo yeah shout out christina applegate as well but uh yeah evan peters is quicksilver it's our second quicksilver in three episodes so yep quicksilver stocks rising <laughs> but uh yeah he was great all-time memorable scene of course which we'll get to hi um kind of stole the show i would say but he wasn't in it super long but that's okay because i think his character if it was in it any longer might have uh overstayed his welcome yeah just because of the way he was powered it would have um kind of ruined things yeah would have been a little too much we're like why don't you just use him more yeah but yeah it's a good uh, he's good he's he's good yeah coming off of his uh, appearance from the office yes as uh as michael's nephew he yep. takes a whooping. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> and also his several appearances in American Horror Story. Yep. Caleb, you got to watch that show. Okay. Maybe. I would say probably at least how many seasons they got now, Ed? Like nine or so? A lot. Um, I would say probably at least four of the seasons are pretty good to watchable. You know, watchable to pretty good. I don't know, man. Kobe Kai is coming out in like a week, so. I mean, you don't have to start it now, but... The last... I didn't see Cult. I might watch Cult, but... Dude, I'll, if you like Evan Peters, Cult, to me, is... I think it's my third favorite after the original right. two seasons. My opinion, it's my third I liked, favorite. Uh, I liked Apocalypse. I thought Roanoke fell off hard. Yeah, it was like half good and then just crap. And then the most recent one with the aliens was... Unwatchable, just yeah, horrendous. Was, <laughs> like I stopped. How I stopped did this even make air? The levels yeah. of bad. I was and, done after maybe two episodes of it. Morgan was like, "You want to watch the new episode or not?" I'm like, "No, I'm good." And she was upset with me. <laughs> well, I love alien horror, and like the first episode was like, I was I was into it, and then the second episode, <laughs> it's like none really? of it made any <laughs> sense. Uh, yeah, you had. I'm not making. This is not a. Um, this is not anything with the current political climate, but you had, like, the aliens impregnating men, and they were delivering babies, and it was like, mm-hmm. what am I watching exactly? What is this? And they're like, oh, and the moon landing was fake, and here's the president, and his wife's cheating on him, but he doesn't care, and like, what is this? Well, what? And I look, just, I think I just off, stopped. It was bad. We already know, 
we already know the moon is fake. Like, you don't have to tell us that. No, moon landing was not fake. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. How can the moon landing be real if the moon itself isn't real? I don't understand. Jesus. Uh... Why are you bringing him into this? <sighs> Peter Dinklage as Boulevard Trask. <laughs> hey, weren't you black? Yeah, he, what was it, X... Was it X two or X three, where he was played by uh, X two, I believe. Yeah, I Bill, think so. Bill Duke from The Predator, uh, the yeah. dude who was going to have some fun, and then he didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was a six foot four black guy, and now he is a four foot five white guy. So definitely a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh well, maybe he's just a guy with the same name. Just coincidence. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that that's the headcanon now. I did uh, like him in this role. I remember when he was announced that Peter Dinklage was going to be an X-Men and everybody immediately was like, oh, he's going to play Puck. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that. If you don't know, Puck is a little person, but he can like do flips or something. I don't know. Uh, I assumed. Hey, isn't, isn't he supposed to play Toxie in like a few weeks, I think? I think he is going to... I don't know if he's going to be the Toxic Avenger or if he's a villain, but yeah, I think he's in it. I haven't heard... I need to, I haven't even heard a release date. Like, what is going on here? Oh. Is this movie actually going to happen? Like, I don't understand. If it doesn't, well, we'll see. I'm sure it might be go to streaming, I would guess, but... Uh, I liked his character. His character, I always enjoy a villain who makes sense, and uh, he had a lot of good points, I thought. And I like that he was just, he was a scientist who just happened to be a little person. They never made mention of it. <laughs> like, you know, he's just short and whatever, but he's really smart. And, uh, yeah, his, uh, his plans, albeit reminiscent of, uh, the Nazis uh, rounding up and exterminating people. But from his point Not of view, it did make sense. Mutants, okay. Yeah. From his point of view, it made sense. I'm not saying he was right. I'm just saying it made sense. In a Thanos way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Well, we had Nicholas Halt as Hank McCoy, Beast. Beastie. Beastie, yes. Hey, uh, congrats to them on upgrading their CGI in this one. He did look a lot better, yes. <laughs> Yep. He doesn't look like the cat in the hat anymore. Yeah. I said in uh, Winter Soldier, I was like, you know, I think this might be peak special effects in movies right now. Because some reason they've gotten worse lately. I don't know why. I think yeah. they're overtaxing the studios. But 2014 seems to be peak CGI. The sweet spot for you? I think so. I think so. Oh my god. Okay, so I am sorry to interrupt, but I'm I'm reading this article about the Toxic Avenger remake or reboot rather. Uh, first off, still haven't heard a set release date. Second, they're aiming for a PG-13 rating. Trash. Yeah, for for that film, yeah, that's that's trash. Absolutely, Did it's they RoboCop not... all over. Yeah, exactly. Didn't they listen to our RoboCop review? <laughs> they learned yeah. nothing. RoboCop 3 was PG-13, yeah. and it sucked. And then, I believe we mentioned hey, that, like, you got to do R, and they didn't. 
unrelated, uh, did you guys see the trailer for the new Weird Al movie? No. No, I, I did see the trailer for the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie. So did I. <laughs> God. I'm going to uh, check that one out, and I'm going to send you guys the uh, Weird Al trailer. Cause how did they Red get away with it. using Winnie the Pooh like that? It's something to do with Disney has the rights to... It's something to do with his look, I think. Like the... But they, the red they shirt call him Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. They, now, here's the thing. Here's the some... thing. Uh, Disney, like, whenever they licensed it, they licensed it for, like, whatever, however many years, like, a hundred or whatever. And uh, that timeline, that time is up, and now Winnie the Pooh is just in the public domain. Yeah. So, like, oh. if I wanted to scrounge the cash up and make a Winnie the Pooh film, I could. How do you think that movie is going to do in China? <laughs> Uh, I think it's uh, not going to be released in China. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's get to the main people. There's so many people. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence says Mystique. Uh, Um, I think she's fine. She's good. I I would say she at least seems to care in this one. And after this, I don't think she cared anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In my opinion. So I'll give her that much. I would agree. She was, yeah. She's, um, I wouldn't say she's the heart of the movie because I think, I don't know, I, Wolverine's probably the heart of the movie, but there's like four main, four main people in the movie that the movie really goes down their character's road and she's one of them. She does fine with it. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I would, I would agree. I would agree. How about Michael Fassbender and Ian McClellan as Magneto? First off, sir, it's uh, it's Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. yeah, I need you to put a Sir in Michael Fassbender's name, also. Has <laughs> has Michael Fassbender been knighted? Because I don't want to give away valor like that. Well, you know, knight D's. Hey, anyway, um, <laughs> Ed Man has left the call. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, oh, there's Ed Man. <laughs> it's a joke. Anyway, um, I mean. Can we even talk about Sir Ian McKellen? He was in the movie for, like, two minutes. Uh, he's in for probably, what, maybe three scenes or something? Yeah. I'm just giving something credit. Like I did enjoy that he was like, Wolverine, make sure you find me, too. And it's like, uh-huh. all, you, all you did was make things worse. <laughs> Why? We should not have found you, actually. Yeah, they might have been better yeah. off without him being involved yeah. for that. Honestly. Yeah, that was funny. I noticed that. Um, James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. Noted sack of shit, young James McAvoy's take on Charles Xavier. <laughs> Loved it. He was a drunk. He is for for about what about that ten minutes there. He is a pretty big sack of shit. Oh yeah, when he tells Wolverine to f off. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked the uh, the character. This was a lot of character growth in this. A lot of accepting your limitations type of deal. A lot of... Uh, and then, of course, you have the scene with him and Patrick Stewart, which was all-time great. Loved that. So. Oh, when they pointed at each other? Yeah. Spider-Man meme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, I did love that. And then, like I said, the character growth where he starts off as a drunk and then ends up evolving into the, you know, the professor of this big-time school for the mutants. I would say it's his best performance in the series. I would agree. Yeah. 
I think. I, uh, I, mean, I think. I think he does better in split, but. Yeah, I would say so too. For what it's worth. Uh, but we'll, we'll say, get to that in three years. Different. Character. I was going to say fast. Fastbender uh, was pretty good in this too. I would say Fastbender is better in first class, but he's pretty good in this one also. I would agree. And then, of course, the uh, the main event, Anna Paquin. Anna is Paquin rogue. is rogue. Yep. <laughs> yep. Don't forget, hey, don't forget, uh, what's his name? Sean Ashmore, her, her boyfriend. Don't forget him. Yeah. yeah. Came back, too. But, yes, Shout there's out. a deleted scene with Rogue. A couple deleted scenes you can find on YouTube with Rogue. There's not even a deleted scene. You see her with, uh, you see her with uh, Iceman at the very end as well. Bobby. Yeah. No, there's deleted scenes with the Rogue. I believe you. I'm just saying, like, they left, like, one scene of Anna Paquin in the regular film, is what I'm saying. That, no. that was weird that they brought her back for just that one little ten second, you know? Like, oh, we're happy well, together. They did, they did the same thing with Famke Jansen and, uh, oh, what's his name? James Marsden. Yeah. 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 Well, this one, though, uh, the deleted scene was uh, Kitty Pride is tired of uh, being able to hold Wolverine back in the past, and it's just like, you need some help. And it's like, well, who could do this? And it's like, well, I know one person, and then it's Rogue. And they're like, well, we have to go rescue her. They go rescue her from the X-Mansion where she's being kept, which this part made sense. They said that they're using the powers of Mystique and Rogue to give the new Sentinels their power. Because it's like Mystique can change shape, which the Sentinels can do, but she doesn't have their power when she changes appearances. But Rogue does. I was like, okay, that was interesting that they use both mutants to create the new Sentinels. They rescue her. Uh, Bobby gets killed in the rescue, and then she takes over for Kitty. And uh, they cut all that. Uh, I kind of wish they would have uh, left that in there. I, I kind of enjoyed it because it's like, uh, Rogue goes back and she's like, uh, "Did Bobby make it?" And he's like, "Nope, sorry." It's like he, you know, the old, the side chick and the new chick, and you know, it didn't work out for Bobby, so he's already dead. So, R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. Yes, R.I.P. to a real one. But he'll die later, so they cut, they changed his death. But you now she was in it. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So that, was that on the DVD or Blu-ray or what? I'm sure it's on the Blu-ray, but it's on YouTube if you. You're interested? She's in. There's three scenes. The rescue scene is actually not bad. Like it's pretty good action in that. And then uh, it's cool to see Iceman get melted by like three Sentinels. <laughs> right. But uh, the real main event: Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. The man. Mm-hmm. The myth. The legend. Okay. Enough said. I loved him, Bob. I yeah. I think I think he carried the movie more or less. I mean, he was the central part of the movie. The movie doesn't work without him. So. Agreed. This was a very strong performance by him, and uh, I liked the the way the, uh, the, the character... It wasn't... It was interesting, because it wasn't a fish-out-of-water story, because Wolverine lived in the 70s, but he's like, he's back in the 70s, so that part was all very interesting. I... Uh, I enjoyed uh, seeing him, and then he learning about all the the new characters, and pretty good. I liked him. Yeah, it was cool seeing him interact with the, you know, with the young versions of them. It was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Well, before we get into the plot, I feel like I should get this out of the way because this is and this is kind of something fans came up with sort of because this is not a a Marvel movie where they're planning ahead several movies. This was kind of like a game of telephone where uh new people create movies each time, so you know, it's like Brian Singer not creating X3 instead going with Superman Returns, which was a good call by him. Uh, we have two timelines with uh, with X-Men. Both begin with X-Men First Class. Timeline A goes from First Class to Origins Wolverine, then X-Men 1, 2, and 3, then The Wolverine, then Days of Future Past. Timeline B starts with First Class, and then, because of the events of First Class, changes everything, and the second movie in Timeline B is Days of Future Past. Third one, X-Men Apocalypse. So, in X-1, they had not already killed Apocalypse. They didn't know who he was. He did not exist in that timeline. And then, of course, Dark Phoenix, Deadpool 1 and 2, and then Logan. So, that is the timeline. There's still inconsistencies, like how... Charles doesn't seem to acknowledge that he knows Mystique in X1, 2, and 3, even though he spent quite a bit of time with her, but, you know, whatever. It's best to not really worry about it too much, but that is the unofficial official timeline. So this is a... This will start a new timeline in the X-Universe. So, uh, yeah, this all this stuff that happens... Did not happen to the cast of X One because uh, it's a little confusing. But part of it is the ripple effect, which uh, Beast talked about later. Anyway, I wanted to get that out of the way. Now for the plot. So we open in New York City in the future, and it doesn't look great. Mutants and the humans who helped them are enslaved. They are fighting against an unstoppable enemy, which we don't see yet. And Professor X narrates it, asking if the future is truly set. And we cut to Moscow after the opening credits. Still in the future. There's a ship that drops something. There are these robots, basically. They come in. They attack these X-Men of the future. We have Iceman, Colossus, uh, a guy who's made of flames named Sunspot. There's a girl who makes portals called Blink. She was kind of underrated. She had a lot of cool fight scenes. We have uh, old Boo Boo as Warpath, <laughs> Bobo, whichever. Boo Boo, Kit- yeah, Kitty Pride and Bishop. So hey, who played Kitty Pride? The former Ellen Page. Okay, okay, I was wondering what we were going with. Look, there's rumors that uh, Elliot Page might play Flash, and I'm fine with that because uh, the dude they got playing Flash can't seem to stay out of jail, so. What? Yeah, no, why not? Like a ship. He, he kind of <laughs> look. He kind of looks like him, so go for it. Why not? Why not Grant Gustin? Like, I don't know. Just pick someone who doesn't get arrested every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they should get Hugh Jackman to play the Flash. They fine. should. Yes. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> no, no, no. Better yet, get Cotton Weary to do it. He's yes. Good. Get get Leave Schreiber to play. Yes. Let's go. Yes. And tr- Flash in a trench coat. <laughs> or you could just get a. Um... <laughs> You just get Evan Peters, same power. Mm, yes. But yeah. Or, or noted hunk Aaron Taylor Johnson. 
Indeed. Get Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds to play him, and he can do Van Helsing in his flash. Yes. Or did I say Van Helsing? I meant Van Walder. <laughs> I got Logan. I got, I got Hugh Jackman on the brain. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, look. That'd be a good pit- buddy meetup, by the way. Van Helsing and Van Walder. Buddy yes. comedy. Not yes. Bad. But uh, yeah, yeah, Kitty Pride played by, like I said, former Ellen Page, current Elliot Page, and uh, who apparently, by the way, can. <laughs> Turn can walk through walls, but also send people's consciousness back. That was a new one for me. Yeah. But all right. Real quick, uh, when we see uh, older Beast, is that Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cameo. It's at least the voice. Yeah. Right. Okay. At least his voice. Yeah, that'd be a lot of makeup for one day of shooting. <laughs> a little bit of yeah. a little bit of, little bit of side sideshow Bob. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was wondering if that was actually him or just the voice. Also, I'm not sure. I don't know. Let's see. He's not on the IMDb for this. So they might have just dubbed the voice over. Maybe. Uh, no. It looks like he flew in to do it. Nice. Okay. Grammar was excited about it. That's cool. Yeah. So these uh these machines that come in, they can steal mutant powers. By touching them, like Rogue, like I mentioned. And uh, Iceman, Sunspot, Colossus, Blink, all get smoked pretty easily. <laughs> uh, Warpath, too. And it's just uh, Kitty's trying to send a message through Bishop uh, to Professor X. By the way, Bishop's power, he can absorb your power and amplify it and use it against someone. Anyway, they get a hold of Professor X, and he and the X-Men, consisting of Wolverine, Storm, and now Magneto... They meet up with this new mutant group in China. And you're probably thinking, wait, you just said they killed all of them. How are they back? Well, great question. So, as I mentioned, Kitty's new power, which apparently is a thing, she sent Bishop's consciousness back in time a few days before the attack to warn themselves to ensure their survival. And that's how they've managed to stay alive for all this time. So they can see okay. when they're about to be attacked. So, all right. Uh, but they're worried because the Sentinels always seem to find them. Uh, yeah. Charles then comes up with a plan. He says, you know, in the 70s, the Sentinels were created by a Boulevard Trask. And uh, in the 70s, Mystique killed Trask. And that set off a chain of events where Trask's Sentinel program was accelerated and they use Mystique's DNA to make the Sentinels to what we saw earlier. So, what if we could go back in time and stop that assassination? So, little Terminator 2 plot. Yeah. So well, reverse Terminator 2, though. True. Well, problem is, Kitty says, well, that's not possible. I can send someone back maybe a month. That's pushing it. And uh, But your mind would basically be ripped to shreds. And... Uh, even your mind, Charles, which is the most powerful in the world. And Wolverine's like, eh, my mind will heal itself. You can do me. So <laughs> Charles like, all right, well, you'll go back to the 70s, and you'll need to convince me uh, of all of this. And he's like, but by the way, I was not the same person. I didn't even have powers back then. Uh, and then... He should have just should have just said he was a noted sack of shit at the time. <laughs> yeah, I was a real drunk piece of shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sends him back to the 70s, so... Wolverine, he wakes up, some dudes burst into his room, I guess he slept with the boss's daughter or something, and 
He's got the bone claws, and he. And kills... what does she call him? Jimmy. Uh, yep. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, he has the bone claws, kills him. James Logan. <laughs> yep. But he goes off to find Charles. We cut to Boulevard Trask being grilled by a congressional committee. It says, you lost to Vietnam because you didn't have sufficient weapons, and that's why you'll lose this one, this war as well. Dude, if he was mutants. being grilled, if he was being grilled, that was a, a, on a four-minute best. Come on now. No, I don't know. That's what happened. Hey, oh. Okay, never mind. Just no-sell the joke. That's cool. I know. You're making a joke about a handicapped person. Yes, I am. So we cut to Mystique, who saves some some mutants from, which included Havoc, from this military base. Uh, and Toad, he was there. Uh, they were being experimented <laughs> on by a young William Stryker. This is before he got struck by lightning, I guess. Oh, old, old Guillermo Stryker. Mm-hmm. And back at the X-Mansion, Wolverine shows up, and Hank answers the door. And he's like, yeah, there's no Professor X here. School's closed. All the young people got drafted to Nam. And Hank turns into Beast. They fight a little bit, and Charles walks down the stairs. Yes, he walks in. He's just showing off, huh? Like, Wait a minute, yeah. didn't he get paralyzed in first class? Well, He certainly did. Yes, he did. We'll explain in a moment. So... <laughs> In this, he's a bit of a drunk, and uh, Wolverine's trying to tell him that, like, look, uh, the Sentinels, here's the deal. They, uh, this this program, it, it starts off, and it's bad, and then it gets worse because the Sentinels then, their program evolves to where they target mutants, uh, they target mutants, and then eventually it evolves to where they target uh, humans who would give birth to mutants, and then even people whose grandkids would become mutants, so... Basically, uh, the whole world mostly is uh, killed. And then Charles is like, yeah, you know what? I do remember you. We came to you for help, and I'll tell you what you told me. F off. <laughs> so, I'm glad they called that back. Yeah, yes. it was nice, nice that he didn't play dumb like he never you know, ever saw him before. Well, Hank, uh, Hank tells Logan, he's like, yeah, he, the reason he can walk, by the way, and he doesn't have any powers is... Takes a bunch of drugs, gives him the ability to walk, but uh, it also said takes away his power. Takes away his power. And uh, kind of makes him a an addict. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, Charles does agree to help, and they uh, they mention that Eric is in a prison underground below the Pentagon because he curved the bullet that killed JFK. So. Well, of course, JFK yeah. was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Logan's like, well, you know what? I know a guy that can get us in. And we cut to Mystique, disguised as Trask, sneaking into his office. She pulls some files. We see the fate of uh, some some people in the first movie. Azizel and Zoe Kravitz are dead. R.I.P. to real ones. Yeah, and yes. JFK. I was waiting for the, the R.I.P. to JFK. Uh, yeah. what, why are we R.I.P. and JFK? He was a real one. I don't know, man. I mean, he nailed uh, Marilyn Monroe. It's pretty real to me. True. Uh, her name is Norma Jean, sir. Well. Elsewhere, Logan, Hank, and Charles find Quicksilver. They tell him they need to break into the Pentagon, and he agrees. And Quicksilver, he swaps clothes with a guard, makes his way to Magneto's cell. 
He uh, vibrates the glass so it shatters. He pulls them up, and they zoom past the guards. Um, they do drop a funny Easter egg during this uh, on the elevator ride oh, up, yes. where he's like, oh, you know, my mom uh, knew a guy that could control metal. Which is, uh, he is uh, Magneto's son in the comics. Yes. And Scarlet Witch's is a uh, daughter. But not in Winter Soldier. So Eric meets with Charles in a kitchen. We get a great, this is the, the, the famous slow motion scene where Quicksilver runs around, stops all the bullets. They make it out all right. Guards punching themselves. Steals a hat, all that good stuff. Yeah, time, time in a bottle is playing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to get to spoilers for the future movie, but do we like this one better than that one? Um, as far as as far as that scene, this Evan Peters scene that they do in both movies, I'd have to see it. I I might have liked this one better because it was new, whereas like the second one, you kind of expected them to do something. The second one was more fan service. This one was more organic. Like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I don't know. The second one seemed kind of more epic, the way they shot it, probably, but it's kind of hard to top the original. True. Well, um, anyway, they head to Paris, because that's where there's a big peace treaty where the assassination will take place. And on the plane over, Charles reveals the drugs to walk, took away his powers, tells everybody this. And Charles is still mad that Magneto took Raven from him. Eric flips out. Almost crashes the plane. Uh, at this point, I'd be like, why did we recruit this dude again? Like, he's not helping. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Raven. She's seducing a Vietnamese general to get his credentials for the summit. Back on the plane, Eric tells Charles he didn't kill the president. He was trying to save him because Kennedy was one of us. Which, uh, what would JFK's power be? He releases pheromones <laughs> to women. <laughs> I guess. Yes. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, the next Power day. Bill Hold. Yeah. Uh, so the next day at the summit, Trask makes his sentinel pitch to a bunch of other world leaders, and Trask shows them this device. He's like, "This is what's inside them. It targets uh, mutant genes." And he turns it on. He's like, "But it won't work in this room, of course." But it starts working. He's like, "Oh, one of you is a mutant. It's the Vietnamese general. It's of course Mystique." And she takes out pretty much everybody in the room. She's about to kill Trask when Stryker shoots her with a taser. I did love when Magneto walked in. He just pulled the taser cords out of her and just shoved him into Stryker. That was cool. And then uh, Logan sees Stryker and kind of has a mental breakdown. And they notice this in the future as well. And then at this point, Magneto kind of turns on the group, saying, I'm going to secure our future. And he shoots Mystique. Uh, which this was a cool scene because they disarm him, but then he still, you know, uses yeah, power he, to pull the trigger did. on the gun. Exactly. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then he uh, curved the bullet again, but he only shot her in the leg, so he needs to get better with the the bullet. He he let JFK you know, it been cool. die, and he just he didn't kill Mystique with the bullet. It would have been cool if McAvoy just got up and was like, "Let me show you how to curve a bullet." And they did like a callback they want it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That'd been good. Yeah. Uh, Logan or he, uh, Mystique jumps out the window. He's seen by everyone. You see the old camera footage of her. And then Logan wakes up. He doesn't remember why he's there. 
as uh, Beast is fighting Magneto outside. I'm glad they didn't do a long-term amnesia storyline with Logan. Yep. But uh, Magneto then wraps Beast in a bunch of metal fountain stuff, and people, of course, take photos of him. And then back in the future, Kitty gets Logan back on track, and he recovers. But uh, I think this is where he stabs her with his claws, which are back to being yep. metal. Uh, if only they had someone else to take uh, take over for her in a deleted yeah, scene. Yeah, that would have mm. came in handy. Oh, well. Well, we cut to Richard Nixon. He's uh, he's briefed on everything that happened in Paris, and Trask shows up, proposes the Sentinel program. Nixon seems interested and asks for a demonstration. I love that movies almost always use a fake president unless it's in the 70s. It's like, Nobody likes Nixon. Mm-hmm. We'll just use him. <laughs> like he can be the uh, he can be the piece of shit that we all pin this on. Yeah, he was nobody a, has a problem. What was he Nobody's in? Nobody's got a problem also, slandering uh, him. Was it? Was it? Um, was it Transformers? Was or it? Was, Wa- was it? He was in Watchmen, wasn't he? Maybe. Or maybe. He was in another was movie. One of them was in the Transformer Moon one. Was it JFK or Nixon? Might have been JFK. That might have been Jeff. Nixon was in, um, was he in Watchmen, the movie? Yeah, yeah, because he kept winning election after election. Yeah. It was either him or the commies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess Nixon, slightly better choice. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose. I haven't read it, but I, I feel like people, the narrative is Nixon wasn't that bad as a president. He just broke the law. <laughs> <laughs> He just got impeached. But it's like, other than the impeachment, he wasn't too bad. I don't remember. I've never... I don't care either, so... Um, so Trask also mentions, like, hey, these are made from space-age polymer, so there's no metal. Which it's like, really? There's no wires in there? Because wires are copper, and uh, that's metal. Eh. Whatever. Let's go with it. I still question if, like... These Sentinels are Boston Dynamic robot-esque, and they exist in the 70s, so... I don't know. I don't think we had the technology to do that back then, but, uh... What do I know? Maybe they did. So, in the future... Oh, Andy wants uh, Mystique's... um, He's like, you know, I want uh, Mystique uh, for research purposes. And back in the future, the... uh, they notice that uh, the future is... Oh, never mind. That was a stupid note. Anyway, Raven finds uh, Eric about and asks, you know, why did you try to kill me? He says, look, you know, the future, that they're creating a weapon and we have to strike now while we have the upper hand. And back at the mansion, Charles stops uh, walking, starts hearing voices again because he stopped taking his uh, his meds, which is good in this case. And he's about to shoot up again, but Logan says we can't find Raven without your powers, so he agrees to not take it. And back at the lab, Trask tells Stryker, I need more DNA from Mystique, because they scraped up her blood when he Magneto shot her. But he's like, I need brain tissue, spinal fluid. I need the Sentinels to adapt to other mutants. So, planting the seeds... Back at the mansion, Charles fires off Cerebro to find Raven, but he cannot do it. And then Charles uses Logan's head to channel himself into the future. 
This is where we get our great scene of James McAvoy talking to Patrick Stewart about the future. And future Charles inspires younger Charles to try Cerebro again because you're afraid. Cerebro knows it. That's why it didn't work. Then we cut to a train carrying the Sentinels. Magneto hops on board and he pulls the train track up and fills the Sentinels with the metal from the train track. So uh, they're pretty much... uh, That was easy. (laughs) So much for no metal. Yeah. Just put metal in them. Yes. Uh, At the airport, this was a cool scene. Raven's off to find Trask, and Charles just has these random people come up to her and try to stop her. Like, I thought that was neat. And but she keeps going until Charles kind of appears in her mind, and Raven says, uh, "You know, I know what I have to do." And then Hank shows Charles and Logan that Trask will be in D.C. tomorrow, which is where Raven was headed at the airport. And Hank has a theory that what if Raven is always going to kill Trask, and despite time travel and all the stuff we do, nothing matters because he proposes the uh, the ripple effect. He's like, look, if you throw a pebble into a river, you'll make ripper, ripples, but the uh, the current always corrects itself. And Charles is like, no, I reject that, and it's just not who she is. But uh, I thought that was interesting because part of it is true, as we'll learn later. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'll learn now because Logan in the future had metal claws, and in the past he doesn't. Right. Yeah. Also, Silver Samurai sucked them out, but they grow back. Uh, Eric is shown sneaking into a base. He gets his helmet back. We also saw the Nazi coin he put in uh, Sebastian Shaw's head. That was cool. And you'll, uh, he's like, um, sorry, Logan tells Charles in another scene, he's like, you know, you'll need to find the X-Men, so remember the names, Storm, Gene, Scott. Cut to back in the future, the new Sentinels, which are actually, um, called Nimrod, which is uh, nerdy, but technically correct that I knew that. Is that a word (laughs) to uh, Green Day, maybe? I don't know, but the Sentinels of the future are called Nimrod, and the Mm. Sentinels of the past are just Sentinels. So, But yes, Nimrod, uh, they did him justice here. I know he's not a cast member, but uh, they steal powers, they can repair themselves... And, uh, yeah, they're pretty much not killable. So, I mean, they are, but it's really, really hard. So, they did them justice. Like, they definitely came off as threatening here. Uh, so, at the summit, the next day, uh, Charles, Hank, and Logan, they look for Raven. Nixon comes out and unveils the Sentinels. I thought they looked pretty cool. Uh, Charles finds her, stops her from shooting uh, Trask. And elsewhere, Magneto has ripped the outer bowl of RFK Stadium off. So as if uh, the the commanders don't play in enough of a dump now. (laughs) And he forms this big giant ring around the whole summit. Most people have left by now. But uh, Sentinels are also activated and they start flying around and shooting people because Magneto's controlling them to do so. And Future Storm and Magneto... uh, this is meanwhile because the Nimrods are showing up. Uh, Future Storm, Magneto are trying to slow them down to buy more time. Sunspot blows up a few. And during the ordeal, uh, Magneto is stabbed with the big metal shard. He can't quite block all the 
the the debris that was flying back at him. The so anyway, about four Nimrods fry Bishop. They just kill him. They just they the Nimrods really liked the sunspot power. They just loved to melt people, so they melted Bishop. And that's a, that's uh, a yeah. go-to. Yeah. Uh, Blink uh, brings the normal the the mutants back into the base. Um, I like how she died. I didn't mention. I like how she died in the first scene when like the the Sentinel uses puts his hand as a knife like T one thousand and just stabs through the portal and then his hand goes to the other portal and stabs her. That was yeah, pretty that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So back in the past, Wolverine and Beast battle the Sentinels. Magneto wraps up Wolverine to a bunch of rebar, and much like we've gotten two. Well, what was I going to say? We had uh, Quicksilver in two of the last three movies we reviewed. Same thing. Two of the last three movies, someone gets dumped in the Potomac River, which would be Wolverine because he's shot off and sent there. And uh, we won't really see much of him again. Back at the president's bunker with Trask and Mystique, uh, Magneto rips that out of the ground. The bunker, that is, containing all the people. Magneto turns all the news cameras on, says, you know, they built these new weapons to destroy us because they're afraid of us, and people always fear what is different. And as he makes this speech in the future, we see Colossus get, like, ripped apart by the Nimrods. That was cool. Uh, Sunspot, Blink are killed. Uh, back in the past, Magneto says, uh, come out of hiding, brothers, and join me in the fight. This is, like, Toad got inspired. We cut to him. And, but, uh, not really Nixon comes in, he confronts Magneto, and Magneto's briefly distracted by a sentinel, but Nixon, not really, shoots Magneto with a plastic gun, it's actually Mystique, of course, uh, gets him in the neck, and, uh, kicks his helmet off, and Charles tells, uh, talks to Mystique, telling her not to kill Trask, and he'll let her make her own decision, and he has faith in her. Back in the future, the Nimrods melt Iceman, so he had to die twice in this movie, if you watch the deleted scenes. And they enter the room with Charles, Logan, and Kitty, and Magneto. And back in the past, Raven drops the gun as the... uh, And we cut to the future. Nimrods open fire on the floor, but everybody disappears, so the future was not set in stone after all. Yay. Because Mystique made that choice. Back in the past, uh, Eric tells Charles goodbye and flies off. Hank then asks Charles about Logan, who's still underwater. <laughs> and um, But then Logan wakes up, and he's in the mansion. And Logan walks out. He sees Rogue and Bobby. And he sees Kitty teaching a class. Beast walks by him. Kelsey Grammer, apparently. Storm's teaching a class. But then the big reveal... Logan walks into a room, and he sees Jean Grey. And he goes to touch her face, and Scott's like, Whoa, hang on there. And he grabs him, and Scott and Jean leave. And then Logan goes up to Charles, and he's like, Well, you did it. Charles says, Did what? And then he's like, You know what, Logan? Welcome back. And he says, You and I have a lot of catching up to do. And Charles asks him the last thing he remembers. And he was lifted onto a boat which would cut to the last thing he remembers. He's lifted onto a boat, 
and we see a newspaper headline that say says uh, Trask is arrested for stealing military secrets. Which, by the way, if he was if Trask was arrested in the time that it took Wolverine to be found, I guess that debunks my theory that you can drown Wolverine. I thought that would be a way to kill him. Mm. But I guess he had to have been he had to have been under there for a little bit for that to be true. Yeah, yeah a few weeks to arrest somebody and build up charges. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looked like Wolverine kind of bulked up too, like he was like he took on water. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, but apparently, uh, apparently he. Apparently drowning him does not kill him. I, I thought it was a possibility because it's not really possible to heal from oxygen deprivation, but I guess it, I guess it is. Also, this isn't real, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was just taking a nap underwater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah they, resting his eyes, yes. But yes they, pull, they pull him up onto the boat, and someone says, uh, what do you want to do with them? And they cut to William Stryker, and he says, I'll take it from here. And Right there, I was like, ah, oh, the ripple effect. Wolverine gets his metal claws after all. And then for some reason, his eyes glow, and it's Mystique. So this made no sense to me. Why is Mystique it, it a make, striker? Like, it, it makes less <laughs> sense when you watch Apocalypse, and he's still in the Weapon X program. So it make, the only thing that makes, the only way it would make sense is if she releases him, and he still somehow finds a way to get got by the real striker. But why didn't they, like, it felt like... This I don't know why this, they had a twist. Yeah, it felt like, really what if we just had a twist for the sake of a twist? Yeah, it's like, yeah. No, like, if this was striker and the eyes didn't glow, it's like, okay, now we understand how Wolverine ends up getting his claws. Like I said, the ripple effect, it makes sense. He was always going to get them. But in fact, it's like, it's Mystique. Does Mystique want Wolverine to have metal claws? Why would she care? I don't know. So. That made no I, sense. I think she's releasing him the same way she does in uh, like future movies where she, you know, frees mutants or whatever. She's getting them to freedom. I think she's doing that. I so I don't know why they. I really don't know why they added it though. It would have been better without that. Uh, yeah. I guess they would. They want to end the movie on like a, a high note, like a laugh note. You know what I mean? Kind of like, uh, kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street with the the stupid gag scene right at the end with yeah. the door. Yeah, <laughs> kind, of, kind of like that. I think I feel like it's kind of similar. They didn't need to add that, but they did anyway. Yeah, they pull the dummy through the door. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, but I mean, it it it's really stupid twist. Anyway, roll credits. Yeah, but of course, there's more. We uh, we cut to ancient Egypt, and a bunch oh, yeah. of people are chanting En Nur. And this mysterious person, who is blue, is just forming the pyramids with his mind as four men on horses watch in the distance. Hmm. Hmm. It's Apocalypse. So, that was Days of Future Past. Good stuff. Yeah. Really enjoyable two hours, man. It flowed really Mm -hmm. well. Mm Mm-hmm. And as such, just very enjoyable, very fun. Um... There are some plot holes here and there, but I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Uh, Josh, right. what would you give this grade or movie? Um, like I asked you guys about uh, First Class, what you guys gave it, because I was about an 8.5 on that. So I think this is slightly better. and it's you know It's more of an epic movie. It's like a big blockbuster version of X-Men. 
I think it's the best story they've told on the screen and the best usage of pretty much all the characters. So I give it a nine, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yeah, I would... I'm going to... Okay, this is weird. I'm going to give it an official grade, but first I want to give it an unofficial grade because I left this movie... I couldn't do this with the history of the movie, else I'd spoil my review. But I left this movie with so much excitement for the future because X3... It was so de- depressing the way, the way mm-hmm. they handled all of that, and it's like, okay, X three has now been erased from the timeline, and it makes sense the way they erased it from the timeline. And mm-hmm. I was really excited. Apocalypse is my favorite X Men villain, so in my mind, I was like, great, the original cast of X Men and X two, uh, they finally get a proper third movie. It could be could be two-parter. I mean, Apocalypse is that important of a villain. You could do two movies with him. And it's like they finally get a proper send-off because they're going to battle Apocalypse. It's going to be awesome. I can't freaking wait. And if, if this was grading for, like, future excitement, it'd be a 10 out of 10 because mm-hmm. that's how excited I got. I was, and, and I was like, look, they, they again, they... Rogue done loser powers, uh, you know, it's, uh, Cyclops and Gene don't die, Professor X doesn't change bodies, all that stuff. Although, dude, so. Dude, uh, when Apocalypse, they did the, the little tease for Apocalypse, that was a big deal for, like, that, that universe of their X-Men movies, because he he's a big deal villain. I mean, he's like a Thanos yeah. or anybody else you want to compare him to. Oh, yeah. I've been excited for Apocalypse for a while, and yeah, I, was I was like... Too. Okay, so, you know, they just did the, um, I, I, I mean, I didn't know what storyline there was going to be with Apocalypse. Um, they could do the one where he tries to end all of time. I mean, there's so many great Apocalypse stories, and I was so excited, and I was like, you know, because, in, again, in my mind, it's like, okay, they just erased X, uh, you know, X3, so all the characters are back, so then they can go fight Apocalypse, right? That's so you're thinking gonna happen, sky, right? sky is the limit. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, good. We're yeah. back on track. I um, feel you. Definitely. But as far as this movie, as the grade, I will give it a 9 out of 10. A few inconsistencies. We never really explained why the people, like Magneto still had his powers after, I don't know, unless it's like the COVID vaccine where it doesn't quite work. Uh, maybe oh, my that's- gosh. You got the vaccine and still got COVID. I don't even want to hear it. That's uh, true. So, yeah, I don't. And then um, uh, the mystique thing at the end was a, a bad twist that didn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, overall a nine. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. A um, few plot holes here and there, but you know it's tough when you're doing time travel. But nine out of ten for the movie quality. Ten out of ten if I'm excited for the future. And uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I won't be. <laughs> they You're let not me down. leaving that theater. You're they not let leaving me... that theater with the same excitement. They let me down bad. <laughs> but that's where my mind was. I, I'll, I'll at least thank them for giving me that hope. You know, I've got like... a very morbid joke to make when we review Apocalypse, and uh, I think you'll love it. All right. 
Well, he will be in, uh, let's see, episode 137. Next week is 127, but we got the uh, the Golden Capies to give out. So uh... <laughs> so you got, what, 10, 10 weeks, huh? Yeah. Uh, roughly. Yeah. Like One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, okay. twelve. Yeah, because of the yeah. Because the capies. Capies, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, look, a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, Apocalypse is not one of them, but uh, my excitement was there. It was there. Uh, to, to Damn fair, it, it was there. I don't think it's the worst in the series. To be fair. No, I, I would rather, to be honest, I'd rather watch that than the movie that follows it, and I'd rather watch it than X three. To be honest with you, okay. Boy, I cannot wait for X Men Apocalypse. I'll be honest, it'll, it'll be I've fun. Been, I've been waiting for this since before we even reviewed X Men. I, <laughs> I'm like a prisoner whose 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 uh, release on the, date on the is cage. coming up. And I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to kill those people that put me in here. <laughs> can't wait to get out and get my revenge. You're, you're waiting to roast Michael Scott right now. Yep, exactly. Uh, but no, you're right. It, I'll, a quick spoil. It's not the worst. No. But uh, it's got I, a lot of bad though. But uh, <laughs> it, it might be my most disappointing. It just. My excitement was so high. You you don't even understand. I was such a big yeah. Apocalypse fan, and I loved the original X Men cast. And man, they, they they gave you a lot of false hope with how this one ended. Yeah, and you know what? I don't feel bad. I rewatched this movie, and it's like, why wouldn't I think that the new cast is going to fight Apocalypse? No, you absolutely <laughs> would think that that's going to happen. I mean, didn't did, okay? Did you guys think that they were going to do a new cast? I mean, it's like they they erased X three. They show Gene and Scott, and, and it's like, okay, everybody's back to life. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it wasn't just me, you know. So they wanted, it's, I don't know, it's like they didn't really, the, the way it ended in the house and with the, the older modern, the modern cast, the, their real age versions, they would make you think it's going to be them taking on Apocalypse, but, I mean, the featured people were the younger ones, so, I don't know, they didn't really, they didn't really, uh, that didn't really give you, you know, clear direction where it was going. They just teased an awesome villain, and you kind of had to decide for yourself, like, you know, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and and they should have. Uh, I'll say this: the the one thing they absolutely got right about Apocalypse is this end credit scene because it's like yeah. he was born in ancient Egypt. He's the first mutant to ever live. He had powers. I mean, I don't know what he was doing, building the pyramid. Sure, whatever. But it's like, okay, this dude's powers are insane that he can just construct pyramids in seconds. You saw the four horsemen in the background. It's perfect. No, that was simple and just, yeah, that's all you needed. They yeah. did that great. I mean, he didn't look which, like a pilot, but it's like, that's okay. He he didn't start off like that. Right. So which version of the horsemen was that? Was that like Arn, Rick, Oli, or like, was Paul it Roma. Blanchard? Paul Roma was in no, there. Those, those were okay. the first horsemen. Those were the Andersons and uh, and Tully and Rick. And then eventually okay. we're going to get to uh, basically Sid. Paul Roma and three Mongos. <laughs> oh, Paul Roma. Oh. Now hmm, I can't make fun enough. of Mongo. He's not doing well right now. That was mean. No, um, you can yeah. still make fun of him. Uh, let's Mongo. just say four Jeff Jarrett's. <laughs> 
Uh, not, Jared... not even a real horseman. A one. Yeah, I was going to say, he wasn't a real horseman. <laughs> he thinks he was uh, if you listen to his podcast. Does he really? Yeah. Yikes. Wow. But hey, enough <laughs> about the horsemen. Next week, we're going to talk about some Guardians. Guys, fire up Disney+. Plus. Watch Guardians of the Galaxy. We're very excited for this one. You know, I, I could have sworn this was still a couple like 10 weeks away. I can't believe this came out in 2014. I'm so old. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like I said, Marvel made two good movies in 2014, so they went the opposite route of 2013. Oh, thank God. This year is this year has some rough ones, but man, it's so much better. Oh, right after Guardians, yeah. Big yeah. upgrade from four, from uh, 13 though, for sure. Yeah. 13 felt like 10 years. The Wolverine was the highlight of 13. It was, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. That's a low bar, but yes, it was. All right, well, uh, do we have a quote to go off on? We do. We're going to quote Charles Xavier, and this one should inspire a lot of people. But just remember that um, just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they're lost forever.